Peace and prosperity is my first salute to you. I'm Merton Clark, and welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed podcast. It is my desire to build you up, to increase your spiritual stamina and tenacity, to empower effectiveness and help you discover your purpose. Enjoy this vibrant and dynamic message. Is there any real evidence uh, that dads really have a unique, important impact in the family, in the lives of children? Is there any evidence in the world that shows us that fathers uh, carry a very important role? They provide a deep impact for the development or in the lives of their children. Our current culture seems to uh, not emphasize the importance of fathers as it should. Even the value of the role of a father in the family is kind of downplayed. The role of a father in a community, the role of a father in a church, even in our society at large. It's almost as, as if, especially in America with uh, the movement feminists that are saying things like, uh, this is my body, man shouldn't have anything to say about what I do with my body. You're birthed through your mother's womb, but you're called <laughs> to your father's seed. In other words, the father is the one that implanted you in your mother's womb. You were, he was carrying you. That's what you need to see. So we thank God for the fact that your birth, we need to come to the matrix. And believe me, I'm one of the ones that celebrate that. There's no abuse here with women. If I see something like that, our men here would drive that out. You don't lose it and bust your wife in the mouth or your girlfriend. And I know about it. So we make sure that we do what we need to do. Even verbal abuse is not tolerated here. We're trying to resurrect chivalry in our society. Open the door for her. Make sure her nails are done and make sure she has a purse to match her scarf. Let her get her hair done. Stop being stingy. Who told you? Get out of that, man. You better get with the 21st century. Women need to be pampered from time to time. And so the man sets the tone, the crescendo of creation. And when God made her, he put men to sleep. And when he woke up, he said, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, she shall be called woman. Well, men should be able to see the uniqueness in the woman. And then make sure she's covered. Ladies, I thought you would say amen. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. There's evidence everywhere that the family, the church, the community at large, even the culture needs a man. Stevie Wonder can see that. Ray Charles could see that. The evidence of this everywhere, from pop culture to entertainment to business, even Hollywood and in the movies, even in our government policies, we need to have men on board. If you're taking notes, I'm going to give you the definition of the purpose of a father. 
the purpose of a father or the reason or intent fathers are here. How are you doing? It's good to see you. Fathers are important in the development of their children. They're very important as it relates to the development psychologically, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Let me minister to these men. We're not saying that women are important. A lot of times when we preach word, when I say something, you have people, I see them question marks on the top of your head. Well, what about the woman? You know, let, let me minister. Okay? Let me minister. We're not saying when I say fathers are important, it is not to negate women. Just like if I say we need women, we're not saying we don't need men. Let me minister from this angle. Fathers are important. And when you have one, when you have a good man, you know, celebrate it. Fathers are so important to the development of their children. <laughs> I got to hurt you. The Bible teaches that fathers are the spiritual leaders, or at least should be the spiritual leaders of their family in their home. They should not be the one that picks up the Bible last. And they should not be the one who asks the wife to pray all the time. There should be a time where father says, we need to pray. There's a confusion up in here. And I was reading in the scriptures and something was highlighted to me. And I want to share it with you all. You've never found your voice. It's almost always tied to not finding your God. The Bible has so much to say about the purpose of a father both earthly fathers and spiritual or heavenly, your heavenly father and spiritual fathers. Number one, here's the purpose of a father. Fathers validate masculinity and manhood. Okay? They validate masculinity and manhood. A lot of times when there's confusion as it relates to that, you won't see masculinity around. And that's why fathers are so important. There's nothing wrong with masculinity today and manhood. Now, we want men to take responsibility. We want men to pay bills. But masculinity, we want to back up from that. You know that the most homeless people in the world are men. The most people who are susceptible to violent crime are men. Most people who die at war to make sure all of us have our liberties and freedoms are male, around 18 or 19 years old. Almost every grave in Arlington is male. You want balance and equal pay, but do you want equal opportunity? Like bricklayers are men. Construction workers are men. Prisons are filled with mostly men. Mostly men go into STEM. A lot of people like to talk about the wages and who makes the most money. Well, if you go into STEM, whether you're male or female, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, your, your pay is going to go higher. That's just the way it is. 
And right now we have women are coming forth and we want you to come forth. But just remember, you really want equal outcome? Equal opportunity and equal outcome? If that's the case, then we're going to have more women dying in war that come back maimed with one leg. I don't want to see that. I believe me, if you had 100 men, 100 people coming back from Iraq and 50 of them were women and they all had an amputation, I guarantee you, you'll grieve if you saw the woman limping. See, wounded warriors, you don't see ladies with their legs blown off. You know why? Because the nation can't handle that. It's all right to see a knuckle dragger. When it's a woman, things change. We, we treasure our women. The liberties that we experience, the world wars, the thing that we have experienced over the years are usually tied. The blood that's in the ground. To men, we're not negating that women are important, but men, you need to understand you need to be present. You need to survive your battle in your war so you can go home because masculinity is is validated through men. If you're not home, we're going to have problems. Secondly, a man is the one that instills a sense of value in the lives of children. He instills a sense of value in the lives of children. There's something that goes on when a father says, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm so proud of you. I love you. It goes a long way. Mama's been doing it for years, decades, centuries. When a dad does it, it, has, it just weighs, he it weighs heavy. When there's, no when there's no voice, you see value lessened. Here's another one. Fathers are the ones that should build, not just buildings, but build up children. When they do well in school, we should lay down the money. When they do well in school, we should publicly stand. When they do well in school, we should be the ones saying that's mine. Build them up. A lot of times when we grow, we have a tendency to correct the wrong, but we need to be equally balanced. And showing encouragement. And being able to shift. Being able to make amendments. To make sure the family is balanced. Here's another one. Fathers are supposed to set the boundaries. In other words, a, a man of preference will also have boundaries. But these boundaries aren't just boundaries and fences they're well thought out and we can negotiate the boundary we can do what we need to do to make sure that the lives of our children are healthy and whole over the years I've learned how to make some shifts and some adjustments in my parenting style I came straight from the USMC. And when I came and uh, started my family, I, I had this drill instructor mentality. Oh! And locking people up and being obedient. You need to be obedient to me. 
I didn't say it like that, but that was my attitude. Feet on the deck. Well, it's called a floor, not a deck. Get the scuttlebutt clean. That's the bathroom. Stop looking through the porthole. That's the window. We're going to the mess hall. That's the cafeteria or the kitchen. And I can go on and on. My son didn't know that. He, he didn't go in the military. He needed a father, not a drill instructor. My daughter couldn't handle Lock it up now. Don't you cry. What kind of foolishness is that? My daughter's tender. She never tasted desperate. I'm introducing her to this world. I want to make sure she's ready for it. Because one day you got to get out of here. <laughs> you can't stay here forever. <laughs> that young lady is going to the University of Miami. This is a big world down there. Have you been to Miami lately? <laughs> That's southern New York. Almost every culture down there. All kinds of. Of different things. Thank God that she's got good, a good father, good mother. Make sure she's balanced. Hallelujah. She knows how to greet adults. I see she changed her hairstyle. <laughs> They've given her some latitude. She's developing and growing, doing good in school. We're not going to keep you locked down. She shook her hair. I'm preaching better than you saying amen. She shook it. And she should be able to do that in her father's house. Not change her clothes when she leaves. I'm going to lock it up for you, daddy, because that's what you want. But when I leave house, I pull a, I get my bag. And I pull out my outfit and change it in the bathroom. In every stage, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Fathers create the boundaries, but they're not concrete. Glory to God. And if the, con if the boundary is violated, there are consequences, but it's not unto death. It's not a firing squad. We've got to show mercy. Fathers provide emotional care. Educational support and financial support throughout the lives of their children. I'm sorry, at least while they're young and in the home. You're not supposed to take care of grown people, but you are to provide emotional support, spiritual support, educational support. They need education. Our children do. Father should be his purpose, should be the first to praise. And the last to criticize. The first to praise and the last to criticize. That doesn't mean you never criticize. But criticism is serious. We can have constructive criticism. But you don't hurt feelings. I don't like that. I don't like that color on you. Your hair is nappy. We don't say things like that. It's a way to do it.
I've never been a hairdresser, but when Megan was a little girl, I decided to comb my hair. I didn't know what I was doing, so I went and got just for me and almost put the whole bottle in it. The whole bottle so I can comb it and she wouldn't scream. I had to learn. <laughs> you don't have to put the whole, whole bottle in there. But it was a messy lesson that brought us closer together. When you're combing their hair, you can talk to them. Whoever's in your head can get your mind. Be careful with your hairdressers. Who's ever massaging your head can get into your mind. Fathers should be gatekeepers. Not only to the sexuality of their children and their daughters especially. But you should know who comes in and out of your home. Now before 2007, that was easier. After 2007, we have what we call Snapchat and we have Instagram. And we have Facebook and all of that. And if you're not an active father, you can have people coming in and out of your home and you not know it. They can circumvent you. Understanding that. This is social. We still broaden our horizons and how we move. So I make sure that my child has some freedoms. I don't just bust in a room. I knock on the door. I have to build trust. I'm like this. The way I pray for you, God's going to let me know what's going on with you. You understand? But at the same time, she has her own iPhone. Because I want her to be in the world. But not naive of what's going on in the world. She's got to be in the world, but not of it. Balance that out. Now, when I put myself out there and I'm trying to, the older I get, to stop giving a lot of what I do, because this is not to intimidate anybody. You have to come up with your own leadership and parenting style. I'm just throwing some things out there that fathers are the gatekeepers. Then guard the gate. Don't be lazy with that. Or watching the game so much, you don't know if the window's open. Fathers also create a place of safety. In other words, when you're there, everyone should rest. Not, with, not full of anxiety. They should be able to rest. Daddy's home. Fathers set the atmosphere. In other words, our tone should set the atmosphere. Our tone should set the atmosphere. Fathers should provide for the children's mom. To make sure she's secure. Make sure she lives with you. You should love mommy in front of them. Should challenge children when they're raising their voice with mom. That's not going to be tolerated. Mom should have a voice. Mama's not the little daughter. <laughs> She's greater than that, bigger than that. She should have a voice. Father should be able to temper mom when she's going neck for neck and going off. She said, mom, come on, let's take a break for a moment. Because they can go in. Women can go in. Father should be the prayer warrior in the home. And I'm not talking about loud. 
uh, uh, prayers. I'm saying the one who prays over the family. Just walk through the house. Go to the room and say a prayer. God touch our children. I'm asking and inviting you in. Uh, should be the prayer warrior for his wife, his children, and the marriage. Fathers should also be the example that we must live what we speak. So if we say we need to forgive, fathers should demonstrate forgiveness. Here's a good one. This is the purpose of a father. Fathers should raise up warrior princes and princes, princesses, princesses and princes. In other words, your, your, your technique is to not just release a child at 18 into the world and they don't know how to bop spiritually, that is to pray or to defend themselves or to say no when they don't want to get in that car or don't touch me that way. It's the father that sets that. Creates the warrior prince. Or the warrior princess. You hang around me, I'm going to show you some things. You can easily take a man down. You got to know where to aim. You bring him to his knees. Know where to aim. It's easy. It's easy to, to get out of a bad situation. First of all, you need to assess it. You don't get in cars with people you don't know. Who told you that? You need to assess the situation. You don't go around buildings or go to parties where people are drinking and smoking dope and expect not to be handled a certain way. I don't believe that any woman should be accused or blamed for rape or anything of that nature. But be wise about where you go and what you wear. If you don't want these things, don't invite it. Fathers should be able to say that in a loving way. Fathers are essential to the emotional and spiritual well-being of their children. You can be a caretaker and a disciplinarian at the same time. And not just one. You don't have to show up like soldier and that's all you are. You can be a, a disciplinarian that is to correct things and a caregiver. Come here, let's do that together. That iron fist, but that soft touch. We need to see the diversity there. Fathers influence relationships. Fathers influence relationships. Your demeanor, your presence will influence how relationships go. Or the choice in relationships. You can have more power than you realize. Actually, you have more power than you realize. Start speaking, not just when they get older, but you got to talk to them when they're young. You can shape that. You can shape that. I want to encourage you to encourage one another this Father's Day. Write it down. We need to stand together. Fathers need support and we need to stand together. There's a lot of ways that dads can really fortify and strengthen their ability to father. 
I'm going to give you several that came to me that I would like to introduce over the next year. We need to stand together. I'm a reservoir of knowledge, but there's no way that I can meet with everybody. So we have to create a system where this knowledge can be passed on. And there are many men in here. I'm looking at Danny Corbin, who has history uh, here. His grandson is really playing football right now out in, is it Texas or no? FSU. Uh, he's, uh, the young man is a, is a star. I mean, absolutely awesome. Uh, and uh, he has a great dad. His mom is also an athlete herself. Um, we have a young man that came to this church who is in the movies, uh, Sidarius Blaine. And so, and uh, he came in here a few years ago. I mean, I told his mother when she was standing right there, I said, you, your ministry is that young man. She was a single mother, and she wrapped her arms around the boy. And guess what? The man, the mighty man, his own Star Trek. <laughs> uh, there's might in here, but we must give attention to it. Uh, uh, Nina Charles, her son BJ, wouldn't eat his beans when he was born. She said, Bishop, he won't eat his beans. I said, BJ, from now on, you're going to eat beans. Yes, sir. Picked him up and started eating. He's a mighty man. If you saw him right now, he's playing football out in Texas somewhere. Uh, University of Texas is just it just I don't know it's just <laughs> I saw him one day I said BJ come on man it's Adam's apple was way out here uh, <laughs> I said oh god I was there when he was born you understand mighty man mighty man we have young ladies here that are now professionals um, our, our former college prep young lady came she's now an attorney and we believe in education. We believe in education. I can go on and on, but I'm ministering to you about young men today. But we have a lot of young ladies that have become successful here. And it takes a village. It's not just me. But it takes the climate and the environment to raise that. I want to introduce a concept, number one, called the father's huddle. The father's huddle. Three or four men, dads, getting together on a weekly or bi-weekly basis with a lean on me when you're not strong and I'll be your friend mentality. I'll help you carry on. Oh, it won't be long till you're going to need somebody to lean on isolated men just want to hang around their wives hang around women soft touch you need to be around iron now it's not going to give you tissue every time you sneeze going to say doc listen man you're straying your, your vision is off we need to come together and get into this huddle let's get a game plan we can take Tony Evans' book, Kingdom Man Arise, use it as a template. Kingdom Man Arise, use it as a template with our group, our huddle, and challenge each other by looking at the book and then coming back together, giving our own stories, bearing our hearts so men can pour into you and give you tools on how to be a better man and a better husband, a better father. It's called the Father's Huddle. Are you all taking notes? 
Okay, the fathers huddle. The fathers huddle. When you can't get together, you stay connected through a conference call or through email or through phone call, even Zoom. Use it to help perfect the saints for the work of ministry. Fathers huddle. You see it in football. You see it even in basketball. Everybody gets on the side line and the coach starts giving instruction. I want to call it the father's huddle. What is it called? The father's huddle. And if you confess it with me, it'll start becoming a light bulb in your mind and you'll start moving toward it. We need a father's huddle. Men coming together for the purpose of strengthening men. Here's the second one. We need a regular Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts reach out over a cup of coffee. We need a regular Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts reach out over a cup of coffee. You can get a Truth Reveal mug. Or one of your favorite choices. I like the Starbucks uh, cups and stuff like that. But we need to come together. And we have truth reveal mugs. You can get one. And go to one of these places. Get your stuff filled up. And sit down with other men. And not dominate the conversation. It's a, it's a give and take type exchange. See your father struggling? They should be in the coffee Outreach. I call it a reach out over coffee. A reach out. That means you locate people who are struggling. People who are struggling, men who are struggling, and you say, I'm inviting you to the reach out. I tell you what, I'll be the first to invest in your mug. Come and sit with us. There's three of us. We do this regularly. We're going to help strengthen you. You're good at making babies, but you don't know how to take care. You're the first to give them everything they want, but you don't know how to say no to this one and yes to that one and keep them from fighting each other. You don't just give them all a reward when they're acting crazy. You never reward rebellion. Right now, you need to sit down. Your attitude is off, but you get some ice cream. Fathers should dictate how that flows. That outreach or reach out to fathers who are struggling, and there are many, but they are not going to open up like that. They're, they're more proud. They're not going to tell you, I don't know what to do with my daughter. I don't know how to balance stuff out with her mother and my wife. I don't know what's going on, but a father that knows how can give some instruction. And we'll start seeing some of the tension on the line lessen. Because there's a whole lot of stories in here. And I'm not talking about buildings. I'm talking about experiences. And you can find someone that can help you along the way. Glory to God. In our men's fellowship, we go sometimes down to, start to uh, Golden Corral or to IHOP. Take over the whole restaurant. One day I was there on a Saturday and a man just had pancakes. He just took a, a maple syrup. and Yeah, yeah, God and everybody. Yeah, yeah, God is good. Ooh, I love pancakes. This is the, the, the stuff is still coming out. 
I said, man, you all right? Yeah, I like it. Syrup here. It's swimming. It's swimming in the syrup. That's how I like it. You like everything like that? You like everything like that? It's quality, son, not quantity. You need to make sure you back up off of that. Just because you like it, you don't kill it. You got to preserve some for the next time. Need a father, right? Father needs a father. Because if you do everything like that, you're overboard. Then we change restaurants, go to the next restaurants. I'm sitting with him again, take salt shakers. I say, man, uh, you all right? Well, yes, sir. Y'all like my stuff seasoned. It's going to mess up your blood pressure. Stroke, heart attack. Season. Failure of kidneys. Give up the salt and increase your days. We need each other. We need people that's not going to hurt us but help us. Fathers huddle. A Duncan or Starbucks reach out. And I believe God to help us to get over these things. There's no requirements to get fixed. There's no fee. Just a cup of coffee. I'm going to pay for it. Let's sit down and talk. You want 15 donuts? You got to buy that. But I'm buying a cup of coffee. <laughs> Y'all ready to go deeper? Ah, this is good. We need to start a dad's day initiative a dad's day initiative what I want to call it is an all pro dad's day an all pro dad's day you're going to see t-shirts coming out the dad's day initiative all pro dad we're going to go out to Palm Bay Magnet School we're going to adopt the school within our zip code we're going to show up in mass. We're going to change the climate of these schools with sons that are angry because we're going to show up. This is the great greatest way to bring other dads and their resources and their life experience into this huddle. It's called the Dad's Day Initiative. We're going to have a dad's day at our church, especially around Super Bowl. Wear your favorite jersey. We're going to change up the culture in our church. We're going to make sure that dads are equipped to be better fathers, better husbands, better community organizers, better, better business owners, to work on our ability to communicate. Today, it is not a physical um, ethnic barrier so much it's a language barrier a solid man will be defeated when you release the seed of words you'll see the harvest 
of a changed heart. I like that dad's day. All pro dad's day. Here's another one. We need to create and invite friends. You've heard it, friends and family day. We've never had a friends and family day service in this church. But I would like to have a friends, invite friends and families, fathers and sons, fathers and daughters, family activities to really come together. In other words, fathers and sons gather, sometimes fathers and daughters, mothers and sons, mothers and daughters, and everybody goes to the movies or to a basketball game, high school, and we really just shower the place down. You got Vieira, you got Coco, awesome football team, Palm Bay Magnet, uh, Bayside, they're, kind, they're trying to work with it, and Herod is trying, but Palm Bay and Melbourne, Palm Bay High School producing some of the greatest athletes ever. If they had one of us out there showing their father wasn't there, but we're going to be there. We know them. We did our demographics. We know what kind of GPA they have. We're checking with them. We're interfacing with the teachers. We're becoming coaches out there. We're wrapping our arms around the fatherless. We may see a shift in this city. If you're a successful father, you must share it. You just can't contain it. You must give it back. Give it back. Give back to the community that developed you. Give it back to the people. And give it back in a way that they can receive it. A famous man once said to me, that what goes in the dash goes on in the dash of your life or between the meetings or between the last conversation is more important than the meeting itself. What goes on in the dash or between the meetings is more important than the meeting you need to get to itself. I want to encourage you to stay connected. If I had my way, I would have a Jamaican tune with it. Stay connected. Stay connected. We need to stay connected. Some of us are way too loose. Men, I don't see you with our AIM ministry. You never come online. We need to change that today. You must stay connected. You've been isolated for a year. Out of joint for a year. And your spiritual father is calling you to snap out of it. I hear men saying, I am found myself more closer to God now since I haven't been coming to church. And you think that's God talking to you? Let me share something with you. If you and your natural son, you say, son, I want you to take out the garbage every Tuesday and every Friday. This is what I'm asking you to do about the home. I'll take care of the grass, but you need to take out the garbage. And they fail to do that every week. How are you going to handle that situation? Are you going to reward them and say, you know what? You're closer to me, even though you defied my commandment. 
Who's going to say that? I'm closer, even though I'm cl you're closer, the son said, I'm closer to you, even though I don't do what you asked me to do. In the natural, you say that's foolishness, but you got men that don't know their God. I'm closer to God. No, you're closer to humanism. You're closer to your desires. You're closer to what you think. You can't be closer to God when he said, forsake not the assembly of yourself. Don't forsake that. As a father, don't forsake it. For as often as you gather with others, you will gain strength. You are leaking and hemorrhaging your strength. It doesn't matter how strong we look. Inside of us, we have no strength that we won't gather. Stay connected. Stay connected to the way of life. Stay connected to the tree of life. Don't separate your heart. Don't hold back your love. Don't let go of his hand. He'll lead you to the promised land. Keep your mind stayed on him. Keep your pathway clear. Stay connected. You don't travel down certain paths, weeds will grow on that path. In a year, you may not be able to see the path. This is in the natural. By you traveling on the path yourself, you keep it clear. Even for others to find their way. When we don't stay connected, believe me, the next generation will follow our path. Then we wonder in two years why they have no thought of God. Check out your own patterns. Can the church say amen? <laughs> stay connected with an email or phone call. Our assimilation ministry was here yesterday making sure phone calls were made. I really appreciate and applaud that. If you're in follow-up, please make the phone call. Sometimes there was no answer. Sometimes the number had changed. Sometimes they were a little short on the phone. They like to say nobody called me, but when you call, they won't answer. People like to play games emotionally. I don't like nobody in my business. <laughs> What, what are you talking about? Amazon is in your business. Every time you visit a site, there's such in your business, they send you advertisement. It's all a ploy of the enemy to keep you away from staying connected with what God is telling you to do. And you'll start compromising your value system. The things that you say you wouldn't do, you'll start doing it. And when a man is left alone, He'll bring his mother to shame. A child left alone, scripture says. But a man child left alone will bring his mother to shame. We do more damage to ourselves than any other demon could do. We weren't made to be alone. It is not good for man to be alone. He needs companionship. And if he doesn't have it the way God wants it, he will seek for it in the animal kingdom. The animalistic will become his appetite. So as I close the day on this Father's Day, it's important to recognize the reward that dads bring 
to a home just by being there, by being active, by teaching important life skills to children. My grandson brings me a brush, a hairbrush. Guess what he wants me to do? He wants me to brush his hair. I used to brush his dad's hair. I used to cut it. I was the first person to cut his hair. And coming to America was out at the time, so I left him a lock in the back, you know, like Eddie Murphy. I did. I did. I did. My grandson brings me a brush, and he says, Papa, he doesn't know the track that I had with his father. He doesn't remember he wasn't alive. He wouldn't know. But there's just something about it. And when he sits, stands between my legs and I brush his hair, he does like his dad does. He leans his head. I can turn it and he keeps it there. Just like his daddy used to do. You bring value to the moment when you're there. They need to see this. A man showing love. They need to see it. They need a good hug without violation. They need to be able to trust fathers. Daughters especially. We must set the standard and break the curse of our communities. It is important to children to have you present. Don't be a workaholic and miss these lonely eyes. Looking up at you, waiting for you to notice them. Or they keep peeking around the corner, but you're so in the game you don't see it. Or they're dancing over there, trying to get your attention. Pop up sometime and take notice. It means something to them. Just saying job well done. I'm proud of you. You're the apple of my eye. I feel better when you're here. You lifted my heart. You brought me coffee. Thank you. Thank you for not speaking like that to your mom anymore. Good job. You're fantastic. You're simply amazing. You're going to go far in life. I like the way you pray. You're very articulate. I like the way you pronounce. You're very kind. Clean up your room. <laughs> Ain't all just praise. Clean up your dagger. Clean up your room. <laughs> Lift up the toilet seat, son. <laughs> Lift up the toilet seat, son. Daughter, talk to mama. You're changing. We must always take care of ourselves and sanitize. 
You said a lot without saying a lot. Coming from a daddy, it goes far. Mama's there, man. They've been there. Our pastor mothers, they've been there. They're tired. They need us to fill the slot. They need us to leave without being damaging and controlling. They need us to listen. Good thing you can say to your daughter, tell me what's on your heart. And right now you can speak. I won't critique it. I need you to be free. Get it out. It's cathartic. It's self-purging. I'm going to do a pen pal experiment with you. I write what I feel and you come back with it. It'll teach them comprehension. I was thinking about you this morning when I got up and went on my walk or when I took out the dogs, I thought about you. I'm very proud of you going into school. You seem to be a little agitated though. Tell me how you feel about acne. Dad, I'm really hurting. Sometimes I don't feel, I feel lost. Sometimes I get mad at you. Mama don't understand me. Listen, we do understand. If I told you I've been there, done that, and got the t-shirt, you wouldn't listen. I'll just say, I'm trying. <laughs> Use the mind that God gave you. Holy Spirit is not present always when it comes to raising children. The Holy Ghost will let me know what to do. I'm telling you, he's not going to tell you what to do all the time when it's raising children or taking care of your family. That's why we need instruction. You can't be so spirit. God is going to take care of it. No, you need to speak to her. You need to look her in the eyes and say, what's going on with you? I noticed something. When that happens, things shift. Why are you so agitated? God has a way of working it out. We're living in the day of Malachi and I will turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children. And the hearts of the children back to a loving father. Love your families, men of God. Pick up a phone Randomly and call. Write a letter. Send a note. It goes far. Not just on birthdays. It goes far. <laughs> Mama took Megan to Jamaica when she was a little girl and she was passing out candy to the kids. There's something in her that likes to serve. I saw it from afar off. I start building it. When it's come to service, she's at another level. I told her to be a leader. You must first serve. Stop trying to sit on the throne. You pretty. You got your hair done. You're the queen and you don't serve nobody. I need you serving. When you get a chance. 
She's very tender with children. Very tender. I think she wants to be a physician. But I want you to take that tenderness into the, until you're, put it in your skill set. Serve them. You're not just leading them, you're serving them. That's why we have in our ministry what we call servant leader. Servant leadership. Servant first, then lead. Not commanding leader. Give me my respect type leader. Serve your way into respect. For the greatest is the servant of all. Fathers, serve your families. Serve your daughters. Take them on their first date. Take your son on a nice hike or a nice game first. It goes a long way. When you take your daughter on a date, you sit down, you make sure she has what she needs, you tell her what's right, you make sure she has a nice plate, and you make sure the waiter deals with her well, let her see, you tip the waiter to serve her well. Now how are you gonna get with a knuckle dragger when I treat you this way? <laughs> but what if you don't do it? Then some riffraff comes along, snatch her off. You don't want to spend no money because, see, I'm trying to get the... Wait, listen. You got to spend money. Got to spend it. They need to see that. Little boys need to see it. I closed with this. I was up on New Year's night, and there was a group of guys. I used to stay up all night on New Year's night up at Denny's, and these guys were out there just cussing and going on. I stood out there. And I started saying, can I ask you all a question? You know, where's your father's? Dad, he's never been there. I said, I need to say something to you, but I got to give you your God. Huh? Pull out a $20 bill. Say, I'm paying you to listen to me. Boom. Dude sat on the corner. <sighs> you know, my dad never did that. See, I put shoes on your feet. I did so and so and so, but it take, take $20, son, this is for you. Not even a $20 bill. I was able to speak for the next hour and 15 minutes with no interruptions. <coughs> I laid it all down. Real man. Don't worry about your spills. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. Don't worry about your spills. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. <sighs> I said I want to buy you some tennis shoes, young men. Went and got them some tennis shoes. They met me. I put them on. When you walk from now on in these Jordans, don't think about Michael. I want you to think about the words of Merton. Tears, everything. I see him sometime coming and sitting in the back, especially on New Year's night. I don't know them. I don't even know their name. 
I just know a father wasn't there. And that little investment changed lives to some degree. That maybe one day some preacher will be able to say what they need to say to him. And they come home. Father, I thank you for this time together with men, with the family. I thank you for these men. The ones who will never cry out. The ones who may not be familiar with being transparent. The ones who don't feel comfortable with speaking. The ones who get agitated, but they don't know how to release it. The ones who have regrets that are greater than their rewards. I pray for a divine balance. And I pray that the words spoke today would inspire the men of our society to be better. As families celebrate fathers today, I thank you for the value of the children rising and the value of the man who've lost so much equity. Thank you, God, for replenishing the value and the worth. I thank you, Lord, that in the next year, men will be appreciated more. And those who are appreciated more will appreciate more. Thank you, Lord, for filling our mouths with words of aspiration, with words of affirm, that affirm, that solidify, that strengthen, that build up. Father, I thank you for increasing our vocabulary by 350. I give you praise that we're not just going to talk like we used to, but we're going to invest in our treasury. That we can be broader and bigger and better. Father, I give you glory. I confess this over the lives of your men, over fathers all around the nation. And Father, I thank you that fathers would not curse, but they will bless. They will not yell, but they will be stern when needed. Thank you, Lord, and strong, but also soft and consistent. I give you praise for that. Build us up and fill us up till we want no more. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Put those hands together. It has been a real joy to share the word of God with you. A special thank you to those who care for this ministry. No amount of financial support is too small. It is because of you this ministry is possible. To support us, go to our website at truthrevealed.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share with friends. Be sure to tag us when you share at Trim Nation One. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, I'll see you at the Word of Truth Revealed.